Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Today, we continue our look back at some of the programs you've told us are your favorites of 2021. But first, I want to encourage you to visit our website. Not only will you find timely articles about current events and Bible prophecy, archived programs, and a list of all our upcoming events and conferences, you'll also find our Resource Center with over 900 books, DVDs, and items to encourage and help you make sense of the world around us. SWRC.com. That's where you'll find the brand new television program, Jewish Roots of Christianity, hosted by teacher Larry Stamm. There you'll find Greg Patton's brand new book, Living in Today's World. At SWRC.com, you find Larry Spargimino's groundbreaking new book, Needless Death, COVID Corruption Control. Also, the brand new Christian novel by Jerry Tyson, Alexandra's Account. All of this is available at swrc.com. Additional books and films by Billy Crone, J.R. Church, Tom Horn, Jonathan Kahn, and Michael Hoggard, just to name a few. swrc.com. The resources that bring clarity to the chaos are found at swrc.com. That's swrc.com. The Central Florida Prophecy Conference, our next in-person conference, will take place Friday and Saturday, January 28th and 29th in Lakeland, Florida. Speakers include Bill Federer, Dr. Larry Spargimino, James Collins, Dr. Kenneth Hill, Greg Patton, Dr. Ken Lindau, and Larry Stamm. Registration is now open. Visit swrc.com and click on Events at the top of the homepage. Registration is free, but required. The Central Florida Prophecy Conference, January 28th and 29th in Lakeland, Florida. Register today by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or visit swrc.com. The Lord is my shepherd. These are the opening words of one of the most memorized, inspirational, and comforting passages in the Bible, and one of the greatest poems of all time. For over 3,000 years, countless generations have turned to Psalm 23 for strength during times of trouble. Its brief six verses offer words of compassion, hope, and encouragement that never wear out. Though this little psalm was written in a different time and place, the lessons it contains are as up-to-date as the 21st century. Earlier this year, James Collins debuted his brand new book and DVD entitled The Shepherd. The Shepherd became one of the biggest sellers of 2021. I believe that that happened because of the hope and comfort that is found in the 23rd Psalm. Let's listen to James Collins as he talks about the power and hope that is found in the shepherd. Psalm 
Last May, Beacon Street Press released a new book by our staff evangelist James Collins titled The Shepherd. It quickly became Southwest Radio Ministries' best-selling book of the summer. The book is an outstanding study on the 23rd Psalm. James brings out the rich meaning behind the world's best-known and most-loved poem. If you haven't read the book, I believe after you hear about it, you will want to get a copy. James Collins is here in the studio with me today on The Watchman on the Wall to talk about The Shepherd. James, thanks for being here. Thank you, Dr. Spargimino. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me again about The Shepherd. As the staff evangelist, you are a regular contributor to the program. People hear you on The Watchman on the Wall all the time. However, there may be some listeners who are not familiar with you. Now, I've known you for over 20 years. You were a seminary student of mine years ago. You served in the Army as a chaplain. Tell us a little about yourself. What did you do? before you came to Southwest Radio Ministries? Well, like you said, for most of my ministry, I served in the Army as a chaplain. God really blessed my military career, and I spent over 25 years on active duty. I uh, retired from the Army in early 2017 and accepted the call to serve as the senior pastor for a wonderful church in Southeast Kansas. But then God brought me here to Southwest Radio Ministries earlier this year, and I'm very, very blessed to be a part of the team. You have a wonderful family. Tell me about them. Well, my wife, Amanda, is an incredible woman. I love her so much, and I thank God for her every day. She's been there and stood by me throughout my military career. You know, people often thank soldiers for their service, but I always try to thank the spouses of soldiers for their service, too, because it's very tough to hold things together on the home front while the soldier's away. But anyway, Amanda and I have three awesome kids, and we're blessed that our children are living for Jesus. Your latest book, The Shepherd, has been a top seller. Let's take a moment to listen to what some of our listeners have said about The Shepherd. As Christians, we're always growing and learning new things about Jesus, or we should be. Even though I have been a Christian for many years and know Psalm 23 by heart, the information in The Shepherd by James Collins was eye-opening to me. As I've taken the information from it and thought through the words of Psalm 23, The book really is a tool that I believe Jesus allowed me to use to teach me and help me better understand my relationship with him. My dad bought me a copy of The Shepherd. The thing I liked about this book is that it reads so easily. The scholarly information explaining the 23rd Psalm and the culture is there. James Collins writes in such a way that anyone can understand it. The Shepherd is a profound Bible study that takes Psalm 23 from what can often feel like a nursery rhyme to a lifeline that keeps you connected to your shepherd. Walking through my own valley, this book has been a precious comfort and a gift of peace. The Shepherd is a great witnessing tool. I bought 15 copies to give out to people as a way to share the gospel. I absolutely love The Shepherd, the book written by Dr. James Collins. What I valued about the book is how it really focuses on the relationship a Christian has with Jesus. I know that as a Christian, I have a personal relationship with my Savior, but before reading this book, I didn't fully understand our relationship and just exactly how much He takes care of me daily. Sheep are not smart. They are silly little animals that need so much looking after, and they are a little picky about their surroundings, but their shepherd just takes such amazing and detailed care of them. This book pointed out to me the even better amazing care and love my Savior has for me. It reminded me of the big picture of him dying on the cross to pay for my sins. And then it reminded me through God's word in the 23rd Psalm just how much he constantly, actively loves, 
and cares for me each day. What comes to your mind when you hear people talk about your book like that? Well, it's very humbling to think that something I wrote would be used by the Lord to bless so many people. What prompted you to write a book about the 23rd Psalm? Well, first of all, I really felt the Lord leading me to write this book. I did a study through the Psalms several years ago, and I discovered that there was more to the 23rd Psalm than meets the eye. And when I taught through the 23rd Psalm, when I taught through the things that I had learned in church, people told me how blessed they were. So I felt like God wanted me to share this material. Second, Psalm 23 is one of the most loved passages in the Word of God. It's one of my favorite psalms. I remember as a child memorizing Psalm 23 in Sunday school. Over the years, I've come back to it repeatedly. I don't think I've ever preached or officiated a funeral where I didn't read the 23rd Psalm. And I'm not alone in my love for the 23rd Psalm. It's a favorite of everyone. I believe that the 23rd Psalm is the best-known chapter in the Bible, in fact. Now, John 3.16, of course, Dr. Spargimino is the best-known verse, but Psalm 23 is the best-known chapter in the Bible. The 23rd Psalm is one of the most familiar, famous, and loved passages in the Word of God. For over 3,000 years, people have turned to Psalm 23 in their time of greatest need for comfort and for hope. And I believe the psalm is so well-loved because it speaks to our trials in life. There's no greater picture of the relationship that God has with his people than the picture found in the 23rd Psalm, the picture of the shepherd and his sheep. In the introduction to the shepherd, you tell a story about Dr. Larry Walker. Now, I was one of your professors in seminary, and Dr. Larry Walker was one of my professors in seminary. Would you share the story from the book about Dr. Walker? It's amazing. It's like things come full circle, doesn't it? But Dr. Walker was a very well-known professor of Old Testament and Semitic languages at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Many years ago, Dr. Walker, before he was at the seminary, traveled to the highlands of Central America to translate the Bible into a very, very obscure language. The tribal people at that particular location had never, ever in their lives seen a sheep. So they had no idea what a shepherd was. And when Dr. Walker translated the 23rd Psalm, he translated, the Lord is my shepherd as the Lord is my chicken keeper. Now, he did that to put the shepherd-sheep relationship into words that the people in that jungle village could understand. And David, when he wrote the 23rd Psalm, did the very same thing. He put the relationship between God and man into words the people of his day could also understand. So, in the shepherd, you look at the 23rd Psalm in the biblical context of the relationship of God and man in relation to the shepherd and his sheep. Would you give an example? Well, sure. One of the primary needs of sheep is water. An average healthy sheep needs several gallons of water each day. If you multiply that by the size of the herd, you'll understand that shepherds are always on the lookout for water. And David used the picture of the shepherd searching for water when he wrote, He leadeth me beside the still waters. And now the meaning of still waters has to do with a sheep needing quiet, still waters to drink from. They cannot be watered at a place where the water is swift. Because sheep are deathly afraid of rushing, running water. 
You see, if their wool gets wet, it acts like a sponge, and the sheep will become heavy with water. If he falls in, he will drown. So even if they're thirsty, sheep will not drink from a rushing river or stream. That's why the shepherd must find a calm pool of water to water the sheep. He must lead his sheep to stilled waters. So David used that imagery to describe how God provides for our needs. David continued with that imagery later when he wrote, my cup runneth over. You see, at certain times of the year, the shepherd would move the sheep up to the mountains and there were no ponds or sources of stilled water in the mountain tableland. So the shepherd watered the sheep from wells And those wells were often 100 feet deep. The shepherd would use a leather bucket that held about three-quarters of a gallon or so of water. He would lower the bucket into the well and fill a large stone basin with water. Now, that basin was called a cup. The sheep also would not stick their head down into the cup for fear of getting their wool wet. So the shepherd had to keep the cup filled to the brim and overflowing, and that allowed the sheep to drink with ease. And that is the imagery behind my cup runneth over. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with James Collins about his book and teaching DVD called The Shepherd. You can get the book or the DVD or both now by calling one 800 or you can go to our website, swrc.com. James, biblical context is important because it can help prevent wrong interpretations of Scripture, bad theology, and confusion while reading God's Word. It can also help you realize the full meaning of a passage and get the most out of your Bible study. You emphasize context in this book. I believe, as you do, context matters. It matters to preserve and present biblical truth. I believe that we should never ask what a passage means to us today until we first know what those words and phrases meant to the people that we meet in the Bible. And in The Shepherd, I wanted to restore the historical, cultural, literary, visual, and geographic context of that famous passage so we can understand it as a Middle Eastern villager would have first understood it. And I think that gets us closer to the original meaning of the passage and therefore closer to the Holy Spirit's intended life-changing message. The Bible mentions anointing people with oil several times. Psalm 23 verse 5 reads, Thou anointest my head with oil. What does that have to do with sheep? Well, that's one of those passages that's difficult to understand out of context. In the Bible, when someone was anointed with oil, it usually occurred as a way to show honor or when someone was set apart for a special office like a king. However, in the context of the shepherd-sheep relationship, it served different purposes. Sheep have natural enemies, many natural enemies, wolves, foxes, bears, eagles, lions, all of those are natural enemies of sheep. But in the time of David, the absolute worst enemy faced by sheep were nose-horned vipers. You see, as the sheep grazed, this viper would often strike the sheep on the nose, and the venom from that bite was fatal. So to combat vipers, shepherds carried oil. They poured the oil around the openings of the snake burrows, and that caused the entrances to become slippery. The snake couldn't crawl out, and the viper was trapped in his own den. And that shepherd's oil also served another purpose. When David wrote, Thou anointest my head with oil, he knew that the shepherd also rubbed oil on the head of the sheep. Now that oil had a smell that repelled the vipers. 
So because the shepherd poured the oil in the entrances of the viper dens and he anointed the sheep, the flock were able to graze there in the presence of their enemies. And David understood that type of anointing from shepherd to sheep. He himself was anointed. The Word of God tells us he was anointed three times. The prophet Samuel first anointed David when he was a young shepherd. Later, the men of Judah anointed David as king. And finally, after the death of Saul, the elders of Israel anointed David as king of all Israel. The shepherd who anointed his sheep with oil was himself anointed to shepherd the flock of Israel. So Psalm 23 speaks to us about how Jesus daily cares for us, but it also informs us about the future. Let's talk about the future. How does the 23rd Psalm give believers assurance about their future? That's a great question, Dr. Spargimino. I'm glad you brought up the future. The 23rd Psalm ends with the beautiful words, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we come to the end of the 23rd Psalm, we've come full circle. Now, I describe in the book how the psalm opens in the late winter or early spring with the shepherd keeping his flock. And as spring merged into summer, the shepherd moved the flock north to higher ground. As they made their way from the lower lands to the tablelands, they traveled through dark valleys. And as we come here to the last verse, the summer is nearly over. The fall and winter are coming. So the shepherd takes his sheep back home. And David used the path that the shepherd took the sheep on to teach us about our future in heaven. He said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And notice he didn't say, I might or I hope to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He said, I will. David had no doubt that he would be in the house of the Lord when he died. And you and I as believers in Jesus Christ have the exact same certainty. There is a companion DVD that you have produced to go with the shepherd. I'm excited about the DVD. Our producer, Marvin McIlvaney, did some great video work on the DVD project. He shot film of me teaching through the 23rd Psalm, and then he edited in pictures and videos that really helped tell the story, I believe. Marvin did an amazing job on the DVD, and the teaching in the DVD has the same teaching that you'll find in the book, plus a few bonus nuggets that we threw in. The book and teaching DVD are called The Shepherd, Reflections on Psalm 23. Friends, you will learn so much from this little book, like how the 23rd Psalm fits into Messianic prophecy. You will learn the significance of restoration, and you will have the mystery of Migdal Eder revealed. You can get the book or the DVD or both now by calling 1-800-652-1144 or you can go to our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. James, thanks for writing this great little book, and thanks for visiting me today. Thanks, Dr. Spargimino. I appreciate you. It's an honor to serve the Lord with you. You can get the complete radio presentation James Collins made on The Shepherd by calling one 800 652 1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or by visiting our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Today in the Resource Center, we have The Shepherd, book and DVD by James Collins. These resources have been so well received by the listeners to Watchmen on the Wall, we want to make sure that you have them. In the book and DVD, James Collins teaches the rich meaning found in Psalm 23. 
Both of these excellent resources help you unpack these ancient Bible verses about the strength and courage found in God. James Collins explains that with God as our shepherd, we can walk through the darkest valleys in life confidently, knowing that He is with us. Get both the book and DVD of The Shepherd for a gift of $25 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can always order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. And please remember, when you purchase a DVD or a book, when you attend a conference, or when you invite a friend to listen to this program. All of those things are helping spread the timeless truth that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Thank you. Here is Jerry Tyson. It would be easy to dedicate my efforts to stories involving the education field, There are so many to report, and if an opinion is allowed, I think it is the culmination of several decades of subtle shift in the direction of education at the upper levels of colleges and universities. If you are at least 50 years of age, you may have had teachers who had no problem with proudly declaring themselves to be patriotic Americans, even Christians. But that would be rare today. More normal would be the focus of the story from Fox News, a California teacher who went viral after bragging in a TikTok video that she had taken down the American flag in her classroom because it made her feel uncomfortable and suggested that her students should say the Pledge of Allegiance to a rainbow flag has been removed from the classroom and placed on administrative leave as our investigation continues, according to Newport Mesa Schools spokesperson Annette Franco, confirmed by Fox News. The teacher was identified as Kristen Pitson of Newport Mesa Schools, Orange County, California. The video, which was inaccessible on TikTok later, but has been preserved by a Twitter account, lasts just under a minute and shows Pitson telling a quick story about how the pledge works in her classroom. It says, okay, so during third period we have announcements and they do the Pledge of Allegiance, she says. I always tell my class, stand if you feel like it, don't stand if you feel like it, say the words if you want, don't have to say the words. Then she whispers that she took down the American flag in her room because it made me uncomfortable. So when her students asked about it, she says, while there is no old glory, they can stand and face the pride flag. In the meantime, I tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class and you can pledge your allegiance to it. And he like looks around and goes, oh, that one? She continues, before panning the camera to show the rainbow flag hanging on the wall. The Newport Mesa School District told Fox News, we are aware of this incident and are investigating. 
While we do not discuss employee-related matters, we can tell you that showing respect and honor for our nation's flag is a value that we instill in our students and an expectation of our employees, Franco said. We take matters like this seriously and we will be taking action to address it. A group of district parents rallied outside Pitson's school to protest the video. I just could not believe how ignorant she seemed to be, one parent said. The video garnered attention from former director of national intelligence, Rick Grinnell. What kind of person would allow their child to be taught by this wacko? He wrote on Twitter. Pritzen's attitude surely is not isolated, but not yet as open and obvious as in Newport Mesa. Granted, the flag is not related to biblical roots, but our nation is. If the flag makes her that uncomfortable, maybe it would be wise for her to reconsider her national address. We cannot accept everything done officially in our nation as being right and just, but once we start chipping away at our foundations, there will be little left to hold to. If you haven't already, soon you will be receiving in your mailbox a special letter. It's a letter that we have been sending out toward the end of every year now for many, many decades. It's our gleanings letter. This is a special letter that we send to our supporters and friends here of Southwest Radio Ministries and Watchmen on the Wall radio program. This letter speaks about the timeless truth of Ruth and Boaz and of the scripture of Ruth going behind those in the fields and are picking up the gleanings and are being blessed by that harvest. And we relate that to the end-of-year opportunity that you have to support financially the ministry here at Watchmen on the Wall. We would like you to prayerfully consider sharing some of your gleanings with us. All of your financial gifts to Watchmen on the Wall go to keep this program on the air, on the different radio stations, and online all around the world. The ministry of Southwest Radio Church has been on the air now for 88 years, since the start of April of 1933. And that has been because of your prayers and your financial support. As we get close to Christmas and as we approach the end of this year, Would you please take a special look at that letter? And if you don't receive the letter, would you still take some time to prayerfully consider what the Lord would have you do to support this broadcast ministry of Watchmen on the Wall? We greatly need your financial support because without you, we can't be on the air. We have some special gleaning gifts for those that choose to participate in our Gleanings initiative and our Gleanings offering this year, including God's Promise Box, the Lion of Judah, God's Promise Box from Israel, the Blue and Gold Menorah Pewter Mezuzah, also from Israel, and the Illuminated Torah. These are just some special ways for us to say thank you to those that help during this time of the Gleanings Project. You can learn more about these special Gleanings gifts 
And you can also support us online at swrc.com. That's swrc.com. In advance, let me say on behalf of the staff, thank you. Thank you for your prayers and for your support. Tomorrow, we wrap up our week of favorites with a trip to the Radio Vault to learn about the true birth date of Jesus. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.